Former President Donald Trump was found liable of sexual abuse last week. Here are the details of the case that you need to know. Title 42 also expired last week, meaning immigration after COVID is going to look a lot different here in the U.S. What do you need to know about Title 42 and the new policies taking its place? Lastly, the debt ceiling still hasn't been raised, but we're at least moving a little bit closer to raising it, right? You're listening to The Rundown Podcast, and let's get right into it. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of The Rundown, and if you're new here, thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Hannah Rue, and we have a lot to dig in this week. We'll start with Monday of last week, when a verdict was finally reached in the case between former President Donald Trump and writer E. Jean Carroll. So, in this case, Carroll sued the former president for raping her in the spring of roughly 1996, and for the defamation that followed the incident. She lost her job after the incident and has faced a lot of backlash as Trump denies the incident ever occurring. Monday, a jury ruled that Trump did indeed sexually abuse Carol and also defamed her. It's important to note that the jury did not find reasonable evidence that Donald Trump had raped Carol, so he did get off on that accusation. That, though, is likely because rape is so hard to prove in court, especially so many years later. Trump is also not facing jail time because this was a civil case, not a criminal one. This was honestly such an interesting case, with Carol's defense putting 11 witnesses on the stand in order to work to combat Trump's claims that Carol wasn't his type and that this case was simply just another liberal witch hunt against him. Trump honestly kind of lost the case for himself, too, if we're being honest here. During his deposition, he accidentally mistook Carol as his now ex-wife, clearly debunking his defense of saying that Carol wasn't his type. He also opted not to testify in the case, which honestly could have made him look a bit more guilty. So, what does this mean for Donald Trump? Of course, this trial is only the first of many that the former president is involved in slash soon to be involved in, and it's probably one of the lesser of the cases that is in this category, but it still has some importance. First off, I think it is really important to illustrate the fact that Trump is not untouchable. I think the fact that he is a former president and is running for office again has led many Americans to wonder if Trump is above the law. But recent weeks have seemed to prove the opposite, with him first being indicted in New York on multiple counts of falsifying business documents, and now being somewhat held accountable for his actions of sexual abuse against E. Jean Carroll. In the CNN town hall that occurred last week, Trump continued to reiterate his claims about not knowing Carol and honestly could get sued for those accusations because it still falls under the category of defamation. Needless to say, he still has a long way to go before he's out of the woods with all of these legal suits that are against him right now, and this case verdict was just the beginning. You may have heard about this little thing known as Title 42, and more particularly that it expired last week, Thursday. So what exactly is Title 42? 
Well, it has to do with the topic of immigration. You see, when COVID hit, Trump enacted Title 42, which basically allows the U.S. to turn away migrants at the U.S.'s border with Mexico in order to prevent the spread of COVID. Before this was enacted, migrants who crossed the border illegally were then later allowed to ask for asylum and could be screened, but a lot of times they were still allowed to stay in the U.S. until their screening was complete, which oftentimes took a couple of years. However, with President Biden ending national COVID emergencies, Title 42 was forced to go away. And that did on last Thursday. The Biden administration, though, has acknowledged that immigration is definitely a policy that needs to be addressed since it has been quite a while since Congress has passed any sort of immigration reform. I think it's been like years. Thus, the Biden administration has opted to make some changes. According to AP, migrants who are caught crossing illegally will now be able to re-enter, will not be able to re-enter the U.S. for five years. If they do, they can now face criminal charges. The goal here is to help stop smuggling, which can oftentimes be extremely dangerous or even deadly for migrants who are trying to get across the border. Of course, migrants will still be able to seek asylum, but the process is going to be quite a bit different. New rules will now require anyone who is seeking asylum in the U.S. to first take steps prior to crossing the border. The U.S. will now turn away anyone seeking asylum who did not seek asylum in a country they are traveling through in order to get to the U.S. or anyone who did not apply online first. According to AP, quote, This is a version of a Trump administration policy that was overturned by the courts. Advocacy groups sued to block the new rule minutes before it took effect, end quote. So we really don't know how this is going to play out, considering it didn't pass the court system during the Trump administration. New rules are also working to fight the overcrowding problems that take place in many of these immigration facilities that I'm sure a lot of you have heard about. Um, So we'll have to keep tuned here and see how immigration policies are going to be changing here in the U.S. after COVID. I know I talk a lot about this on this podcast, but the debt ceiling is still inching just a little bit closer to default. On Tuesday, President Biden and Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy met up to discuss the issue. Apparently, this was a rather tense meeting and nothing was really accomplished here. Friday, the two were supposed to have another meeting, but it was postponed until this week. If you've listened to any of my other podcasts, then you would know that we don't have much time for this thing to get figured out, as some experts are estimating that we could run out of funds as soon as early June. So let's hope we get it together. Hopefully this next meeting will go better than the last one. But that is all I have for you guys today, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I look forward to seeing you all next Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Rundown. If you learned something today or you enjoyed listening, please consider rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. It helps us out a ton. I'm your host, Hannah Rue, and I look forward to seeing you all next week.